Welcome back to episode 20 in our study of the book of Revelation. This episode is called the 144,000. I'm Sam Bracken, your host. Our teacher is Dr. Breck England, who is discussing the book of Revelation through the lens of the temple. We are now in Revelation chapter 7. In our last episode, we discussed what happened when the Lord opened the sixth seal. It was a view of the terrible judgments that will fall on the wicked in the last days. But in chapter 7, we will see an entirely different picture. Breck, can you introduce us to chapter 7? First, let's remember where we are. Uh, we are still in the heavenly temple, and the Lord is showing us his plan of salvation for us. He's shown us terrible judgments in the sixth seal. And now, he's going to show us the salvation that comes to those who keep their covenants. The story in chapter 7 is similar to the story in Exodus. It's about the liberation of the people of God in the midst of catastrophes. Israel is set free in the middle of the traumas of this world. The gospel unshackles the lives of the covenant people who have been made bitter with hard bondage to the cruel God of this world, who is Satan. And that's why chapter 7 is called The Vision of the Redeemed. Oh, wow. We've seen how the four horses of Revelation 6 evoked the sun declining towards darker days of the year, moving from the summer solstice to the autumn equinox and the winter spell. Through the fall and the winter, the faithful press forward toward the presence of the Lord. The winter figs have fallen, and the tree puts forth leaves, which means summer is nigh. And the earth, in chapter 7, is spared for the sake of these pilgrims, as we read in chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. Do you read that for us? Yeah, sure. After these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the winds should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Good. Now, when the children of Israel anciently uh, violated their covenants, uh, the Lord scattered them as the stubble that passeth away by the wind of the wilderness. That's in Jeremiah 13. The scattering of Israel is called the diaspora, or sometimes it's pronounced diaspora. It's a Greek word, that means a scattering of seeds in all directions. The covenant people were dispersed among the nations like seeds blown around by the wind. Okay? Mm -hmm. But now it's time to gather them back in. The angels hold back the dispersing winds because the dispersing is over with. Mm -hmm. Okay? As Isaiah foretold, quote, the Lord will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. That's uh, Isaiah 11, uh, verse 12. So when the Lord opens the sixth seal, we actually see two different things going on. An awful judgment on the wicked, 
will take place while at the same time Israel is being gathered. That's right. And that's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. The French theologian Jacques Ellul points out a tremendous contrast between the terrible events in chapter 6 and the calm in chapter 7. Mm. It presides over the gathering of his people that no wind might blow on the earth or sea or against any tree. Not the slightest breeze which would come to trouble this calm and this peace that people feel when they enter the covenant. Wow. The contrast of images is obvious. On the one hand, the progressive setting apart of the people of God in the course of history, even in the middle of catastrophes. So, we expect to see catastrophes and trauma, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, this calm, peaceful gathering is going on. Now, about this scene in Revelation, Joseph Smith said this, quote, The angel ascending from the east is he to whom is given the seal of the living God over the twelve tribes of Israel. This is Elias, which was to come to gather together the tribes of Israel and restore all things. That's uh, Doctrine and Covenants 77 and 9. Now, the sealer angel is called Elias, and he is probably Noah, uh, who stands next to authority to Adam in the priesthood, said Joseph Smith. Noah, whose name means rest, is bringing peace to a troubled earth and sea to accomplish this gathering that we were talking about. In, in Revelation chapter 7, the angel seals 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. That's uh, in verse 4, chapter 7. Joseph Smith said that, quote, those who are sealed are high priests ordained unto the holy order of God to administer the everlasting gospel out of every nation, kindred, tongue, and people by the angels to whom is given power over the nations of the earth to bring as many as will come to the church of the firstborn. Doctrine and Covenants 77, 11. So the 144,000 priests symbolize the global mission of the priesthood to gather God's family together. Why is the number 144,000? Now remember that John, who's writing this book of Revelation, he lived in the Roman Empire under the control of the Roman army. Mm-hmm. Each legion of the Roman army was made up of 6,000 soldiers, okay? Keep that number 6,000 in your mind. Okay. Remember also that the elders who encircled the heavenly throne, right, were still in that, that scene. Okay. The elders that encircled the heavenly throne are the leaders of the 24 courses or quorums of 6,000 priests each. Now, what do you get if you times 6,000 by 24? 144,000. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the 144,000 represent the priesthood army that is tasked to bring to the Lord as many as will come. It's not a, a literal 144,000 because there are many more missionaries than that. I was going to say, okay, in the yeah, world. we have missionaries all over. Yeah, yeah, but it's a symbolic number, a symbolic number for the whole priesthood army of God. Okay. 
So why does it say there are all high priests? The seal of a high priest is a plate of pure gold that is worn on the forehead and engraved with the motto, Holiness to the Lord, Kodesh Yahweh, which means um, set apart for Jehovah. All high priests are set apart to minister to the nations. The 144,000 are probably best described as the leaders of the priesthood. Now, the 144,000 missionaries lead into heaven, quote, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations clothed with white robes and waving palms in their hands. This is the image of the gathering of Israel. Okay. In John's time, and this is something he probably saw many times, a conquering Roman general would make a triumphal entry into a city, parading with his soldiers to take possession of the city, and then they would perform a Thanksgiving sacrifice before crowds of spectators. So he was used to seeing these parades. Likewise, when Jesus entered Jerusalem that last week of his life, the people took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed be the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now, traditionally, Israelites waved palm branches to welcome God into his temple. Now, in John's vision, the great multitude of the redeemed greet the Lamb, waving palms of victory and giving the Hosanna shout. Quote, salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Uh, that's verses 9 and 10 in chapter 7. The multitude bow down before the throne and cry, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. This is a sevenfold blessing. Notice the seven blessings. Mm. Expressing a fullness of gratitude to Christ for his atonement. Remember that the number seven symbolizes a fullness. Mm -hmm. Now, the family council in heaven has reason to be grateful. The angel tells John that this great multitude of redeemed people have come, quote, he says, come out of the great tribulation. So this whole multitude comes out of the great tribulation. All of us do, mm -hmm. which is the mortal life. Mm -hmm. When the mortal test ends, Christ compensates them for this ordeal. Quote, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them into living fountains of waters. Close quote. No more four horsemen. No more war, injustice, famine, or death. That's all done. That's in chapter 7, verses 15. So as I've just thought through this a little bit, I'm a high priest, and... What this has taught me is that there's a special responsibility that I have as a high priest to gather the children of Israel. In other words, to proclaim the gospel. That's right. To your family, to the people you minister to, to your quorum, to the people who you're responsible for, I am a high priest too. And I feel a strong uh, responsibility for uh, the gathering of Israel. That's, right. that's my job in yeah. a sense. 
What I do like with my nonprofit in the Orange Duffel Bag Initiative and writing my leadership stuff, I, I, I still see that as helping people come closer to Christ right. to sort of have a gathering. So it made a really, it touched my heart today. Yeah, quite well, a bit. That, yeah. That's, our, that's our job description as high priests yeah. is to uh, lead out in the uh, gathering of Israel. Israel. Right, excellent. So I have a question. In chapter 7, verse 2, John sees an angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Who is the angel, and what is his mission? In a talk he gave in 1843, Joseph Smith explains who this angel is. Quote, Now I would ask, who knows the seal of the living God? This sealing is to confirm upon their head the covenant with Abraham, which, when a father and mother of a family have entered into, their children who have not transgressed are secured by the seal, wherewith the parents have been sealed. And this is the oath of God unto our father Abraham, and this doctrine shall stand forever. Amen. So this angel probably represents Elias or Noah, who brought back to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery the keys of the sealing power, as we read in Doctrine and Covenants 110, verse 12. This is the power to seal up families to eternal life. The sealing ordinance, the prophet said, is, quote, an anchor to the soul, sure and steadfast. Though the thunders might roll and lightnings flash and earthquakes bellow and war gather thick around, Yet this hope and knowledge would support the soul in every hour of trial, trouble, and tribulation. So here we are in a world where thunder rolls, lightnings flash, earthquakes bellow, war gathers. I mean, that's the world we live in. Right. But the sealing ordinance is the anchor to our soul. Now, now as John watches this scene, the redeemed people, the multitude, right, now they turn to redeeming the rest of the family. Quote, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. Mm -hmm. That's chapter 7, verse 15. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? Uh, they are temple workers, administering redemption to the, quote, innumerable company of the spirits of the dead, Doctrine and Covenants 138. They're serving God day and night in the temple doing Temple work, right? Right, right. right. Uh, what else would they be doing? They're called yeah. the host of heaven, which is symbolized in the scriptures by the stars. Mm -hmm. uh, these workers are, in, in Hebrew, called tzavaot, or sabaoth in our Bibles. They are the servants who, quote, enter into the host to do the work in the tabernacle of the congregation. That's in... The book of Numbers, chapter 4, verse 3. So all of these, this, this great multitude of redeemed people are now engaged in temple work. They, they serve the Father in heaven day and night in the temple. Now, if you go up to one of our temples, what will you see all day and sometimes in the night? Yeah. People in white serving God in the temple day and night Doing what? Redeeming the human family, right? Yeah. So, now, the next scene that we see is really overpowering. It's the great prayer circle in the heavenly temple, which we will describe 
in our next episode. I'm very excited about that. Thank you.